Welcome to a special PyCon 2011 edition of LocoCast. Recently, Rick Harding got the opportunity to speak with Chris Madonna. Chris Madonna is the lead on the newly formed Pyramid Project, and Rick got a chance to talk with him about Pylons, Pyramid, and the future of Python web frameworks. Rick Harding here with LocoCast.net on location, still in Atlanta for PyCon 2011. We're up to, geez, day three of the sprints, which are awesome. And I'm sitting here with Chris Madonna. Madonna, how do I say it, Chris? Madonna. Yep. All right, with Chris Madonna from the Pyramid Project, formerly Repose.bfg, and uh, man... What's that? And pylons. And pylons. Okay. I, I, okay. Very cool. So you were involved with the pylon stuff as well somewhat? Yeah. Um, I wasn't involved very early on, but I've come to support it in the meantime. So Very cool. Yeah, we're a big pylon shop, so it's I'm like, very excited to see how things are going down here. But um, So what do you do like in your day job? I'm kind of curious. Well, I'm a consultant. Um, I work for a company named Agendalist Consulting in Virginia, and uh, we just do sort of uh, you know, web consulting stuff. Okay, so you're doing web stuff in your day job, because um, I, I tell you what, man, following the pyramid transition, it seems like you're putting just a few hours into uh, the work involved here to get this stuff going. Yeah, a couple, you know, I mean, the software's almost three years old now, so uh, m- mostly, actually, the software's really easy, the docs are hard. So. Gotcha. Yeah, no, you know, I, it's really, really funny, because um, the Repose.bfg book came out. And I saw a lot of reviews about it, and I was like, you know, I'm always curious and if I should be using something else or something better out there. And so I had that on like my to-do list to grab this book and check out this Repose.bfg stuff. And I just hadn't gotten around to it. And then the Pyramid stuff all happened, and Pyramid is kind of a combination of forces here between the Pylons project, or I should say the Pylons framework, the Repose.bfg framework, and hopefully at some point the TurboGears framework. Right. And... Um, it kind of forced it upon me anyway. I, I was on my to-do list, and I'm like, oh, oh, check. <laughs> uh, yeah, gotcha. you got me an easy migration path right in there. You suckered me in, so that's very, very cool. Um, so we should say that So Pyramid 1.0 is out. Right. Um, people are using it. You guys are sprinting on it and stuff down here. I've started to use it for an uh, open-source bookmark application that I'm working on. Oh, good. I've got to say, I'm, I'm impressed. It's... Um, definitely different coming from the pylons side it's it the way things work are are a lot different uh, in a lot of respects however every time i finally get my head around and understand the difference i like the difference it's like oh no i like this this seems more flexible this seems i don't want to say better designed because i mean i don't want to sound like insulting like pylons wasn't very well designed because it was Mm. but i know as a we use it at work a lot and we definitely hit some of the growth pain points of you know man i really want to write out the same controller model template code and I want to share it with these five pylons apps that we use and that was very very difficult and a pain in the neck for us and it sounds like pyramid's going to let me do some of that stuff yeah um you know we have this 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 model where we let people plug in sort of uh I guess we're calling them add-ons you know yeah you can sort of plug in some views and a and a you know set of templates and stuff and share that between several applications or several deployments or whatever you whatever you have mm-hmm. i hesitate to call those pluggable applications because they're they're more extensible applications right they don't tend to be too much standalone on their own but they're more like add-on bits yeah and and typically you you're not going to be able to pyramid's very unopinionated it doesn't it doesn't provide a you know <laughs> a norm and, and stuff so uh you're probably not going to be able to provide somebody with you know joe random person with uh 
with an application that fits exactly into their environment. Mm -hmm. um, but for your own stuff, if exactly you, you, that's the thing. Like for for companies that are using this stuff as a framework, who can standardize internally, this is how we do things. Right. It seems like it, it gives you a lot of ability that we we yeah, didn't, we it didn't lets have you in factor, pylons. It lets you factor things really nicely. So how's the one reception been? Um, I know I follow it, so it seems like it's immensely popular right now. But even here at PyCon, it seemed like there was a lot of you know talk and stuff going on about Pyramid, a lot of questions on Pyramid. The, the sessions on it were really well attended, I thought. Right. How's it been from your point of view? Reception been what you hoped for? Or? It's been great. I mean, um, we started – so so just to just to address some potential confusion, mm -hmm. the the name of this project um, that of which Pyramid is a, is a sub-project – is called the Pylons Project, mm -hmm. and the Pylons Project is—you could sort of think of it like the Apache Foundation. That's or exactly whatever. the example I use when I explain it to people back home. I go, you know what? There's the Apache Foundation, and there's Apache the web server. Yep. So the the the, the Pylons Project is Pyramid Pylons and Turbo Gears, mm -hmm. um, and a bunch of libraries. Right. So folks are really excited about the fact that all these things are sort of coming together eventually, and some are more sort of integrated than others at this point. Oh, yeah. But we're sort of tossing them into a bucket and saying, okay, we're all going to work together, and eventually we'll, we'll either converge or not, but, but we're going to try to share as much code as we can. So, and Pyramid is the latest framework out of those things that sort of takes the... What I, what I consider, anyway, the good pieces of all those frameworks and sort of makes them available in one package. So the, the reception has been great. Um, folks seem really excited. Um, Your sprints have seemed packed. You guys gotten a lot of good work done with the sprints? Yeah, we're, we're actually working on WebOB. Yeah. And, um, we're trying to give WebOB 100% test coverage at this point so that we can eventually port it to Python, or port it to Python 3. So it originally had 160 unit tests or something. Now it has, like, Close to 700 in the last couple of days or so. That's insane. I mean, there's like seven people working on it, so it's really easy. Oh yeah, but still, I mean, to I mean, 5x, you know, of, of your tests in really this is day, you know, just it's the middle of the day three of the sprints. I mean, that's that's a lot of work in a couple of days. That's why uh, we're trying to, say, you know, coming to these sprints has just been awesome to kind of see the amount of work that can come out and get done when you get everyone together like this. It's, I mean, it's insane. Yeah, and, and this task is, is infinitely parallelizable too. Yeah. So, I mean, we, you're just banging in some tests. And make sure so that's that's very cool. So, I mean, there is, you know, obviously there are plans to try to get to Python 3. I know that kind of came up. There are several, you know, you can use Python 3 now talks and stuff at the conference this year. And um, I know I know internally at work we're kind of keeping an eye out, like when can we try to start to make some of that transition. There's some definite nice stuff in Python 3 that we would – we make um, – stuff that's very you know can be interna international so we're, we're we're loving the idea of you know code all the time and trying to get around some of these character encoding issues so um so what do you what do you what do you kind of ballpark thing you think another year another year and a half eight, eight months or so you think yeah it's okay so that's too far out that's that's very cool and exciting to hear um python 3 coming down in the web world yeah we have uh, it, it'll probably be the, the python 3 will probably come as pyramid 2 yeah. Currently, Pyramid is at 1.0. I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I, know there, I saw there was some discussion on that, and uh, right. I, I think that makes a lot of sense, though, to, to kind of do that kind of, that, that, I don't want to say break, but, right. you know, to have that nice acceleration there. Of, we, have to, we have to make decisions about which things to port and which things not to port. Right. So there may be, we may replace some packages, in which case we don't want to, we don't want to advertise it as fully 100% backwards compatible, but it'll, yeah. 
it'll be all the all the guts will be compatible, but maybe the file formats will change. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of a uh, lot of if you're if you're willing to you know assist and contribute, there's a lot of places to help out there these days. Um, trying to get, uh, I know that you know uh, Mark Graham we just talked to brought up some of the you know Ian Bicking trying to pick up some of his projects and things, and I know that there's a lot of Ian Bicking in the non Django web world. So uh, yeah, definitely <laughs> teach me Ian Bicking. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Very, very cool. So um, were there any, any, I don't want to say like shortfall, what are like lessons learned from the Pyramid 1.0? Anything that, that a new project that's trying to, you know, they might learn some lessons from or anything you can share? Well, don't don't name your, your project repose.bfg. <laughs> that's the first one. I, I love that. You gave a talk where you're talking about, um, we had a, like the status of Pyramid or whatever talk and um, I, it was amazing how, what, you know, basically from repose.bfg to to pyramid one you had some numbers about some of the, the differences in downloads and it was very impressive the difference right yeah. for what really wasn't all that much of a code change right. um i mean we we had you know something like 10 or 15 or 20 times the number of downloads as as the other one but it, i mean mostly you know i don't i, I i'm the the software is is really good software and i'm oh, very definitely. proud of it at the same time if you don't do any marketing then you, you might as well just, I mean, you might as well, it, it's great to release stuff, but right. if you want it to, technology by itself does not win. So, Oh, I, I think we see that over and over um, out there for sure. Right. Um, so that's cool. So that's, that's a good lesson, I guess, to make sure that, uh, you know, if you're working on something, you get it out there and, and, and yeah, publicize it a little bit. If you want people bit. to use it, you should, you should make it known. Did the book help a lot, a lot at all? I, I mean, like I said, I know that kind of put it on my radar to, to, to think about it, but I never got to it. But, I mean, how, did that help with uh, initially? Just kind of curious. I think it reifies it in a way because, you know, there's you go to a web page, you see a list of links and stuff, and you right. don't really know the sort of depth of the docs. And, you know, it's I mean, you can get a good idea, a good sense of it, but if you have a book in front of you and it's... Yeah, I could take the book to my boss and go here. Look, this right. is this is something professional that's yeah. that's got a book on the shelf. Even though I I, I love it that um, I mean I mean I went ahead and, and bought a book. Hey, you know I thought that was great and all, but really I mean it seems like the book is basically the docs in paper it form. Is. Yeah. So, but it's written all in Sphinx. Oh, very and, cool. And, and so the produce. book is is output from Sphinx. It How is. do you deal with um the page numbers and stuff? I noticed that that uh, reading through the the book so far, there's a lot of like, uh, and this was like way off in like you know organizing a book kind of territory. But I, I thought it was very interesting that you had page numbers and see page whatever for about this yeah. or that. And uh, I, I was kind of thinking like, well, since this came from online docs, how did the page number stuff happen? Right. Well, I, I was. Have you ever read a book named um, Unix Power Tools before? Yes, I, I think I actually own a copy of that. Yeah. So I love that book, and uh -huh. and that book is just a bunch of little cookbook recipes that say. Okay, you know, here's here's some here's a way to do something, and they reference the page of some other recipe inside each re inside mm -hmm. each little cookbook entry. So I wanted something like that. So I just I just forked Sphinx a, a little bit and and added that to the LaTeX the LaTeX uh, renderer thing, so that it knew it knew where the other references oh, were. Oh, very cool. All right, very interesting. So you know, so the next plans are to work towards. Pyramid two, Pyramid one dot one. What's what's on the radar coming up? Probably both. Uh, we're, we're we're definitely gonna have a one dot one release fairly soon, um, and then one dot x releases after that. And then uh, depending on the enthusiasm of folks uh, around Python three, like I said, I, I think it'd be about eight months or so before we're we have a Python three compatible thing, and that'll probably be be named Pyramid two. Uh, we're also gonna try to develop more add-ons. Um, there is an add-on approval process that folks can 
if they contact me, if 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 folks are interested, if they get on IRC on Freenode uh, in the in the in the Pylons channel, um, or they can join the Pylons Devel mail list. Mm-hmm. And if they have some idea for an add-on, or if they've developed an add-on for Pyramid, we'd love to get it up on uh, pylonsproject.org and and make it an official thing. So yeah, so I, that brings me to kind of a question. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff going on with with various pacer templates for Pyramid, and then a lot of trying to make Pyramid more pylonsy for the for the folks that are doing the migration right. and all that. And there's a whole there's a whole lot of of different I don't know, call them side projects or whatever out there, but um, stuff like the um, I don't know a cat. Um, project and stuff like how is that stuff and and what is is that side stuff is that stuff that it's you know like you know uh, is that a, a a fork gonna come in at some point or um, you know what's official and really not official I guess there's kind of a whole lot of things out there and as someone trying to follow the project it can be a little overwhelming like what should I use well we uh, Akat which is A K H E T um, is a is a I'm calling these things development environments. Okay. Um, and Pyramid itself provides a bunch of, you know, it's, it's usable by itself. It has a, a few pacer templates itself, but it's it's not the same as pylons. Right. Um, and people are used to working in a certain way when they work with pylons for five years or something. Oh, yeah. So uh, we don't want to push necessarily all that stuff into the core. We, we've, we've pushed as much of it as we can into the core with in good faith, you know. But there are some things that are really just sort of extensions that you know like like for instance uh, in that uh, not even in that this is a separate package named pyramid handlers but uh there's there's a bit of magic to emulate pylon style controllers mm-hmm. um and that didn't seem appropriate to put in the pyramid core because there are there are a million other ways to do that same thing in right. the pyramid core so uh, effectively, we're trying to the, the things that are built on top, like Akat, um, are these development environments, and they're going to have an opinions have 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 opinions about the way things should be done. Pyramid doesn't have any opinions. Pyramid's very gotcha. Sort of gen- no, yeah, yeah, definitely. I know. I started out with my project just using the uh, the Alchemy Pyramid Pacer template or whatever, and like you say, there are there are definitely differences to kind of get past. Um, I I always kind of wonder with projects sometimes whether or not it's better to go. You know, just use the basic stuff and, and learn the differences and get over that initial learning curve in order to be on the same team as everybody else. Mm-hmm. Or if all the work to kind of, you know, like in this case, pylons, eyes, pyramid itself just to kind of ease the migration. But then now you've got an extra layer on top you need to worry about, like when, when Pyramid 2 comes out, mm-hmm. you know, is, is Akhet going to get migrated over in a short enough time that I can use and, and migrate to that? And it seems like a, a bit of extra stuff on top for me I have to worry about as a user. Right. Well, I think um, it, it, definitely those things will get migrated over. Um, all the all the official add-ons will get migrated, and that that isn't a, although it's not actually out yet. It will be an right. official yeah, add-on yeah. out. But um, the uh, I guess it's really a matter of sort of your you know your level of comfort with the development environment. And right. I, I wouldn't I would use it if you're if you feel like that's the right way to develop software. It's perfectly reasonable to use. Right. You know, it's, it's Oh, yeah, there's definitely something to be said for making things easier. And not only that, but, I mean, the biggest problem, if you want to call it a problem right now, is that, there, you know, because because we don't offer many opinions, people are really confused about how to do things, you know. So these things are actually really good because they mm-hmm. say, okay, here's a way to do this. Right. You're going to use SQL Alchemy. You're going to use these handlers. You're going to use all this stuff that's very Pylons-esque. 
and uh, you know, basically just providing you with some and, and docs too about mm-hmm. how to do that. Um, and that's super valuable. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you can't. Pyramid is not going to appeal to somebody who, who, who is just dying to get something up in two minutes and wants right. to. So. No, uh, but you can really get things. I mean, it's you know, it it works. You can you can start a project and and start having views returning. You know, HTML in a hurry. So yeah. It's, oh yeah it's, yeah. it's definitely not that it takes you a long time to get a project up and running for sure. But yeah, it's not as bootstrapped as as a lot of other things you know could be. And I think that's like you say where these development environments kind of come in where they could. You know, bootstrap a lot more of the stack for you. Yeah. I know we we talk a lot that uh, a lot of the stuff going on here at PyCon has been about you know the Turbo Gear side and getting them involved because, like you say, there there is a a need for a lot of people to see the full stack to tell me what to do. You know, um, kind of situation rather than investigate. Well, what should I use? Should I do this? Should I do that? You know, that always takes yeah. time to investigate, and you always do the wrong choice at least a couple times first. Sure. You know. <laughs> I mean, just for example. Uh, Pylons has this 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 REST controller framework where you can yeah where you can essentially you you sort of generate this template and it has a the outline of controller in it that has like put and post and get and stuff. Pyramid doesn't have a similar thing because because it's really just all view configuration. You just say this 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 one belongs to put this one belongs to post right. et cetera et cetera. So uh, people people are not comfortable with that all the time because they just want to fill out the methods they they're not they don't want to learn from scratch right so, oh, so yeah. these these things are really useful for folks who just want to want to some some skeleton generated for them and and just move on from there so yeah no and i i will say as someone who's been using this to for my app a little bit and trying to figure out how some of the stuff works um it is i love how the pyramid stuff is so it's python you know um the first thing i did was to move my routes off into an own my own method that's basically like build routes and i, I start putting things in there and you know, I can have multiple methods like that that I call that add their own routes because yeah. you can programmatically add routes in different places. And you, you, know? can, you can even make a package that has its own routes and sort of, in, you know, leave that off to the side. And then if you want to use that from another project, you could just include Import it. Import it, yeah. You know. No, yeah. And it's so it's it's definitely been very cool. Uh, in your case of REST controllers, I could easily see a callable that you would basically go, you know, build me a set of routes yeah. for this that would just run config dot add route. Yep. over a whole series and, and, and it doesn't seem like it'd be hard to do it's not it's um, at all and, and that's what I love is that whenever I find something I can easily see ways that it could be done for sure and yeah. so that, that's that's very cool that uh, people are taking that up and, and adding some of that stuff in because it does make life easier for some I know there are another there, there's another development environment quote unquote which is called Khufu which is more uh, uh, Rocky Bird is another contributor and he has different opinions about he still uses SQL Alchemy but he uses traversal instead of routes and some other stuff, and he's building another set of tools on top of it. So I think it's healthy that we have sort of, you know, multiple different ways to do it. There are also a bunch of Zope people who, who think an entirely different way, and they're, they're building stuff on top of it. So I think at the end of the day, having more less opinions in the core and having more opinions built on top of it if if one of those opinions proves to be invalid, we could just throw that away. Okay. No, it's a huge credit um, to what you've got as a base here that so many different ideas are building their own ideas on top of, everything's on top of the base pyramid, that it's so flexible and so well thought out and done that people are like, I want to do it totally different. And they completely can. And it's not like, I know, you know, if you're a Django user and you're like, I want to use SQL Alchemy, get ready for some head smashing, you know? Um, So that's, I, you know, kudos to uh, the base pyramid folks for sure. Yep. 
So, um, I guess that, well, uh, we, got, we know what's coming up in two. Um, oh, joy, we just hit construction time. <laughs> I guess that ends the interview. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, with that, we'll just sign off. Anything you want to plug? Uh, just go to the uh, IRC channel on Freenode, uh, Pam Pylons, or just join the mailing list. Uh, Pylons Discuss or Pylons Devel, and just talk to us. Okay, cool. We got it before they stopped. All right, thanks a lot, Chris, for sitting out with us. I really right, appreciate thanks, it. Rick. We want to thank Chris Madonna for taking the time to talk with us here on LocoCast. Check out our website over at LocoCast.net. Rick has got a few more interviews lined up. He talked with Mark Ram from GeekNet and the Turbo Gears Project, and also Michael Ford. So stick around, and thanks for listening to LocoCast.net.